1: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. Also, a show all about modern dating in the time of a coronavirus pandemic here. Oh my
0: God, yes.
1: (laughs) Julie, how are you doing? I have not seen you. Actually, I did see you for a brief moment yesterday, but we couldn't be any closer than six feet apart, so... um... I, I sort of saw you, but how are you doing?
0: <laughs> I feel like I've been seeing you a lot through video. So mm-hmm. that's been like our new go-to. But, you know, I'm holding up there. I think it's definitely a scary time for everyone. I don't think anyone's going to say it's not. I think um I was doing okay. I think Friday I got a little, I don't know, freaked out a little because mm-hmm. I think also right now as someone that's single and living on my own, I think before it was awesome to live on my own. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, what if this is like three months and I'm living on my own?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I've kind of missed the window to like take a flight back to my parents' house across the country. Right. So... I think that part's a little terrifying. Um, obviously, the more terrifying piece is getting the actual virus and everything that's happening. So I'm trying to mm-hmm. keep it in perspective that things still aren't bad, right? So, right. <laughs> um, I think I'm excited, though, to do this episode today to hear how other people are kind of coping with this, especially people that... Are single and still trying to use this time to date. Yeah. And love to hear from you and how you're doing, because I think you're in a little bit of a different situation that is challenging in different ways of being with a partner all the time.
2: Right.
1: It's such, a, it's such a wild time because we had no time to prepare for this. Even though my relatives in China were on lockdown for months, I just didn't think it would happen to us. You know, so yeah, like, I didn't either. It didn't even occur to me to prepare for it mentally. Prepare for it. And all of a sudden it just hit. I feel like it hit overnight. We had to make a lot of decisions really, really quickly. And I remember telling you last week, I had a choice of either staying with my parents or staying with my boyfriend. And that's a, that's a pretty hard choice to make where whatever choice you make, you have to commit to it for who, who knows how long. So just the fact that none of us are paired for this is what's shocking. And we're only on week two here. So think about like in, three weeks, four weeks, two months. I don't know. I I don't know if people are going to get crazier or they're just going to be more mellow. I am
0: not, I'm not sure. I know. I'm wondering too, if like right now I'm feeling freaked out being on my own, but in a couple of weeks, I might actually be happy that I'm on my own. (laughs) Because I think there might be the reverse that people are going to get on edge with each other. But also maybe it's just, you just adapt to it. I mean, I think the part that has put in perspective is like how important loved ones are during this time. Mm Mm-hmm. And how to like really embrace loved ones, whether that's you have them in your proximity or just doing video calls and doing other ways to stay connected with them. I think that's really important. I've been talking to a lot of, I mean, my family daily, Mm -hmm. friends, um, all sorts of people on the phone and video. So that's definitely been helpful to stay connected.
1: So I read this great article in the Washington Post today about how to curb loneliness during this time. Mm. The basic takeaway I got from it was establish some sort of daily routine. So yeah. still act like you're, you have this life outside of your home. <laughs> and one way to do that is one, have a schedule. So you have a wake up time. You like actually get ready to go to work. So maybe like brush your hair,
3: <laughs> brush your teeth, put on
1: pants. I don't know. Um, but also just designating space in your apartment or house. So for me, I live in a studio, so I really have to get creative and say, this couch is for social media. This desk is for office work. And this bed is purely for sleeping. So yeah. that when you go to these different spaces, you know what your goal is there. They also said, make a couple goals. So they suggest contacting at least two people a day and making time for yourself for at least 10 minutes a day, whether that's meditation or just reflecting on the day and then making 10 minutes to give to someone else. So whether that's donating or think about how you can reach out to your community, spend 10 minutes doing that every day. And this will definitely curb that loneliness that everyone's starting to feel right now.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point too about if you are in the situation of being with a significant other that you might not have spent every waking moment with (laughs) until now. Or I mean, I've talked to friends with like kids and significant others and they're also feeling it because yeah. they're not used to being around people all the time and it's a lot and it's managing your own anxiety but also others so mm-hmm. i think that what you just said of taking that personal time whether you're really alone important. or mm-hmm. with people it's really important
1: so what's been really interesting for me is you know i've been with my boyfriend for a year and a half and we haven't said the the L word right and you and i have talked about this and I've been like, why is this? I don't know why this isn't happening. And at the last time I said it to someone was in 2009, so it's oh wow, been a really really long time. And so I remember telling you, Julie, like I don't know if I'm capable of loving. And you were like, well, you love Mojo, so obviously you have <laughs> love in you. And like, yeah, that's true. But what I realized with our time quarantined together is usually when we spend like the whole weekend together we feel like it's limited time so we use that time to be active we're like out and about walking the dogs going to restaurants but now we don't really have those options we have to spend our time talking yeah (laughs) so last night we reached a breakthrough
0: oh nice yeah
1: and um We said it. (laughs) Oh, congrats. That's so exciting. It was like quite the breakthrough because I guess it's been something that's been on his mind for a long time. And he's talked to his friends about it. And obviously, I've talked to you about it. But for some reason, there was something holding us back and we just couldn't say it. And last night, it just felt so natural. And uh, yeah, it it was great. We needed that time to just be present with each other and just hash things out instead of just distracting ourselves with activities.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's like maybe the benefit of this is that you are kind of really devoting time to loved ones and are really focusing on each other and letting this stuff come to rise, whether it's the good stuff like that or in a negative situation, if there really is a problem putting it out on the table and either resolving it and figuring out how to move forward. I just think this is the ultimate social experiment can
1: you survive the lockdown because it's not just about this coronavirus and protecting the spread of it but also confronting yourself confronting like the issues you've had within yourself and with other people because there's no running there's no escape you really just have to say okay we need to work on these issues. It's now or never. There's nowhere to go. <laughs> There's nowhere to go. Where would nowhere you go? Nowhere
0: to run. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's definitely an interesting time because I think also um, it also brings up feelings of past loved ones too. Like mm-hmm. I think checking in on exes and talking to them and is that like a comfort because of the time or is it Also putting into reality what's important in life and maybe things that seem trivial before or felt like deal breakers, maybe when you're really faced with like, Mm -hmm. okay, I want to do life with someone, maybe they're not that big a deal. I don't know, it's a little hard to like figure out where emotions are coming from right now. Mm -hmm. I think that's the part that is challenging when it comes to love and dating and relationships is is a lot of this coming from fear. Or is it a lot of it coming from slowing down and figuring out what's important?
1: Well, if if this truly was the end of the world and we only had one week on earth, then it'd be really easy for us to make decisions on who you, who we want to spend that last week with. Right. Because, you know, it's not going beyond that week. But because this thing is so unpredictable, (laughs) we can't say, well, obviously not the end of the world, but we don't know how long the quarantine and lockdown is going to go on for. So the end of it is really unpredictable. And so that I think that's the hard part.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad that we were able to talk to some daters, too, Mm -hmm. about their experience. I think we definitely want to do an episode because it's it's tough because I think within all of this, dating Is not essential, right? It's not essential in the sense of life and death, but it is essential in sanity and human connection and feeling that. So I think it is still top of mind for people. And also the fact that it's... A couple things, I think like you just said, you don't know how long this is going to be. If this was like, oh, we know it's going to be three weeks and then it will be done. Mm -hmm. I think people might just put pause on their dating lives and focus on themselves and learning some new skills and doing productive work, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. But if this becomes the new normal, like that, like who knows how long it could go on. We can't just pause our quest for romantic love. Completely either. If anything, this is
1: the best time to do it. The main complaint we hear about online dating is that people are so busy. Oh, he's on a business trip. Oh, she's traveling. <laughs> They're at brunch. I can't call you back. I'm really busy this week. Unless if you're a healthcare worker, you have no excuses but to focus on your love life and to focus on the people you're talking
0: to. They're like literally there are no excuses now. Well, if you get sick, that's the excuse.
1: <laughs> that's <you're> not healthy. <laughs> Yeah. But you can still video. So, Chad, if you're sick.
0: It is tough, though. I admit, like, I want to use this time, but I've also been a little on edge. So I Mm -hmm. think, like, the thought of using dating apps to find someone new, and maybe that is also why I'm seeking comfort in past loved ones, Mm -hmm. because that intimacy is already there, too. Mm -hmm. And But that, I will say, it has definitely helped to have loved ones that you talk to regularly, whether that's a romantic loved one or family and friends. Yeah. Um, It'll, I'll be interesting for me how it goes past week one of this because I think right. week one I've had trouble being like I'm all in for dating apps Mm -hmm. when there's so much on my mind
1: tell me about
0: this virtual speed dating thing you went to oh yeah I did okay (laughs) so I (laughs) this was more for a dateable experiment I'm gonna admit but a friend of ours (laughs) messaged me on Friday and was like hey do you want to do this virtual speed dating through zoom tonight and Honestly, normally I'd probably never do a speed dating event <laughs> no. ever. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm just curious like yeah. how people are going to interact with each other and I'm it was definitely out of a place of curiosity and I admit it was fun. Like it got my mind off of everything for a little. How many which people? Was nice. I think there were 20 total, like 22, like 11 girls, 11 guys. That's pretty good. Yeah, I think it was a good amount of people. And they basically had Zoom, had private rooms, and they would move you in different private rooms. There were a few technical glitches, but overall it went well. I think at one point I was like with someone for... Two or three sessions because they didn't move us along. But he was super nice. Admittedly, I didn't feel like a connection to anyone. Like, Mm -hmm. there were some people that I'm like, I'm not like totally opposed to meeting them again, but I wasn't like, oh my God, I need to like continue this conversation. I think it could have been a couple things. One, I think speed dating in general is not the most conducive Mm -hmm. to meet people. So, speed dating is like kind of like this archaic thing that is now coming back. Maybe that's an interesting dating prediction. Mm -hmm. But I think also the video piece, while it's helpful and we'll dive into this a lot more in depth on this episode, but it's helpful because you see people and it gives you human connection, but it's just not the same fully.
1: I think people are starved for human connection right now, which I think we need to bring back chat roulette. Do you remember that? <laughs> just meeting random people all around the world and having yeah. random conversations, except for the guys that are showing off their dicks. Like that's not cool. But <laughs> all the other ones, I think it's just like that randomized connection is really interesting and it's something we can do virtually. And I like this idea of speed dating. I I, I think it would be even better if it wasn't in a a, a dating context. Maybe it's just like meeting right. people, and it would make it less awkward because you and you and I know that. Anytime you put dating around any event, it just gets super awkward
0: for some reason. You know, this wasn't that awkward. No? Actually, I felt like the awkwardness level wasn't that bad. Mm. It kind of just felt like because everyone's opening line was like, how's your quarantine quarantine going? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it kind of was actually like a nice outlet to like just talk to people with no expectation. Mm -hmm. I think if anything, it just didn't foster at least like a strong connection per se, but it was something to do that gave you a a chance to kind of take a break from potentially the same people you're talking to every day and kind of just see how others are coping. I thought it was super interesting that most of the people on the chat lived with a bunch of roommates. Mm. So I think I was maybe one of the only people that lived solo. Mm. Like one guy lived with 40 roommates. I'm like, how are you social distancing? What? Is he in the yeah, dorms? Lived, I don't know. I don't know. He lived in Sova with 40 people. And I'm like, if one person in your house gets it, you guys You're are You're all getting it.
1: And yes. why do you need to do <laughs> speed dating? You have more than enough people to talk to in your household.
0: But it was interesting because it was like... Kind of goes back to like being with people in this time, and I think a lot of people were super thankful for roommates. So single people that don't necessarily have a significant other or partner they can rely on, but have roommates. Given that you and your roommates get along, well, that's what I was gonna say. There were other people that were kind of like, yeah, we're just trying to like mind our space, and uh, I wish we had like more space. And now I'm just all on top of them and all this stuff. So it could go either way for sure. And I'm also curious to check in with those people. People a month in, mm-hmm. not one weekend. So,
1: right, exactly. Things are
0: going to be different with couples and with um, people with roommates a month in, and maybe even if you're living alone, you'll either be in the groove or you're going to be delirious. Yeah, only time will or tell. Both. I don't know, or both. <laughs> I'm already know. delirious
1: and I don't live alone.
0: <laughs> I'll be like sitting talking to myself in the mirror. I don't know. It's
1: going to happen. You know what? I found that if you just have projects for yourself, you'll be fine.
0: The good news is we have more than enough projects. We have for so much to do.
1: For example, we're still in the middle of our "Love Is Blind" experiment, where we oh, set yeah. up one guy with three girls. He he spoke to all three of them on the phone for three days straight, and he picked one recently to go uh, to go on a date with. And um, I, we don't know how that ended but we're gonna get them on a post date interview here soon yeah look for
0: that in the upcoming weeks it's definitely coming so good it's so good from the little that we've heard from them it's so good oh my god when i was editing it i'm like this is amazing it's so so amazing
1: we need to do a zoom speed dating blind date
0: thing Oh, yeah. I mean, that could be a later episode. That's Mm -hmm. the thing is, I feel like we've been... Maybe this is some of our coping mechanism. I don't know about you. It's definitely helped me to see your face through Zoom. Yes. And to do this. And... I feel like we've been like cranking out episodes and we have some really good good. ones coming up. So good. (laughs) Some of the people we've had trouble scheduling, maybe that's the silver lining that they're all suddenly super available.
1: (laughs) I still love that. If you looked at our Instagram recently, Julie had to hand over a mic to me over the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) so We did one like one of those six feet apart, stay away from me, but here's the, here's the item. I'm going to leave it here. You know, I'm not, I'm not coming anywhere <laughs> closer to you. It was um, it was like so weird, so weird. But I guess that's our new normal now. And something else I've been thinking about is just like finances in general i mean the stock market
0: tanked oh my god financial market is doing
1: horribly (laughs) and everyone's freaking out about that i layoffs the layoffs are terrible i know people are really losing their jobs i thought it was more just like in the beginning people were losing their jobs but now people are losing their jobs as the days go on so it's just going to keep happening unemployment is up so having that like rainy day fund Is so important. What a good segue. (laughs) (laughs) But isn't that true? I mean, Coming from an Asian household, we've been told to have a rainy day fund since we were like one.
0: Same with Jewish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I
1: feel like it's ingrained in us, but it's still good to know there are tools out there to help us save for those emergencies and empower. One of our sponsors is one of those apps that you can use um, to build the emergency savings fund. So in case yeah. you've been putting this off, this is the time to do it. If, I don't know. If, if you're not doing this now, then... When are you going to do this,
0: right? I think what's really cool about them too is that they have actual like live coaches that can help you. Mm. Let's be honest, like we're all a little freaking out even if we have a rainy day fund. So it's really Mm -hmm. helpful to have this app that you can start saving and then having someone that you can talk to within the app.
1: And Empower does this in a way where you don't feel like they're taking money away from you, which is what some of the other apps make me feel. You basically set like a weekly goal. I want to save $400 this week. What Empower does is that they'll move the money into an account to reach your goals and then they'll keep track of your spending.
0: So basically every dollar that you save with Empower just goes to this emergency fund or whatever you're saving for. Mm
1: -hmm. It's this idea of building up your savings account in increments, not just like all of a sudden losing all that money.
0: Right. So let's talk about how people can find Empower. They can go and download the app from the App Store. That's Empower, E-M-P-O-W-E-R.
1: And for Datable listeners, you can get $5 when you use the offer code Datable. Just visit Empower.me slash
0: D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E for more details. Yeah. I mean, 650,000 people have downloaded it. So yeah, yeah they're I'm pretty excited, legit. definitely excited to be using this right now, save especially these up, times.
1: Save up. It's not a rainy day fund. It's a
0: Corona day fund. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well... Should we hear on a more positive topic of how people are making the most of their dating lives? Let's
1: do it. Let's hear from Sarah. She is currently living in San Francisco. She's been here for six years, originally from Palo Alto. She's 35. And here's her current relationship status. She's hooking up, having fun, single and actively going on (laughs) dates and dating someone but haven't defined the
0: relationship
1: on Zoom. I love
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) That is so modern dating. (laughs)
1: And her experience with dating has drastically changed um, during this pandemic time. So let's hear it from Sarah. So Sarah, let's just get right into it. What has your experience been like during coronavirus and dating? Hmm.
4: Well, uh, first, I just want to say like, I don't want to minimize like there's a lot of really scary and intense shit going on in the world. Um, But for me, this has been like a bright spot. I would say uh, not being able to meet people in person has forced us to slow down and just like really get to know each other. I'm noticing like more what feels like just like authentic conversation. We're just like kind of scared and don't know what's happening in the world. So it just kind of breaks down some of the walls uh, that usually take a little bit longer. Also, it means I have to delay physical intimacy, which I'm mm. usually not good at doing.
0: <laughs> so what's an example of like a conversation that you've had that's been a bit more vulnerable?
4: Well, okay, here's one. Yesterday, I had a second date over video with someone. And he, as we were talking, he, he just paused and he said, I'm really nervous and uncomfortable right now. I'm not used to being on video. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm like rambling. I don't feel comfortable. I can't look in your eyes. I, I, mm-hmm. And he like stopped and he mm-hmm. in the moment like thought through what was making him feel nervous and uncomfortable and we just talked about it and it was incredible. And once we had that conversation, it feels like the dynamic really shifted and we could just sort of be like natural and comfortable because and he said at the end, he thanked me. He said, thank you so much for just letting me have that moment of feeling uncomfortable. And I sort of explained this concept of like holding space. He'd never heard that. And I was like, yeah, I just kind of held that space. I didn't feel like I needed to fix it. Can you elaborate on that
1: holding space? Hmm. I'm not sure if
4: I have a technical term for it, but it's um, humans, I think we have a natural tendency to want to um, fix people's problems, to mm. react, to share our own feelings in re- reaction to what they're saying and like, oh, I know exactly how that feels or I can relate or that mm. sounds really tough. Holding space is kind of removing all of that and just mm. listening and kind of allowing the person to just share what's on their mind without doing any of that responding.
0: So Sarah, Mm. walk us through. Okay, so coronavirus hits. What changed (laughs) with your like day to day habits on apps? Was there a change?
4: There wasn't a lot of change. I would say um, I'm actually not swiping as much and like using the apps as much because I feel like I've already made a few connections and those ones are getting so good that Mm. I don't usually I'm like, on the toilet, like swiping right and left <laughs> and like, trying to meet as many people as I can. And like, oh, maybe mm. I'll set up a date on Tuesday and then Thursday and then Friday and then next Tuesday. And this, I, I feel like everything in life has slowed down, including, um, I feel like this need to like meet a bunch of people. Cause I can't, meet them in person anyway. So I might as well just sort of cultivate and deepen the relationships that I already have.
1: You know what I think is really missing from what the major changes with dating right now is that feeling of anxiety. Mm. Because when you're like talking to someone over an app or through text, you're you're anxious about when they're going to ask you out or you're anxious about when you're going to meet up in person. (laughs) But now Mm -hmm. all that anxiety is stripped away because there is Mm -hmm. absolutely, it's beyond our control to meet each other. So everyone's like, I feel like everyone's pausing, slowing down, but also just removing that anxiety and saying, we're all in the same boat together. And obviously, we're in no rush to meet each other in person. So let's just take our time getting to know each other.
0: Right, That's actually
1: fantastic to hear because that's what mindful dating really is.
0: Yeah. And Mm -hmm. Sarah, so you said that you had a few connections that you're trying to see how they blossom. Were these people that you had either met or talked to before coronavirus or did they... Like, is it someone you actually started interacting during all of this pandemic?
4: Well, there's four people. It's kind Ooh. of a combination of all of those things. Um, okay. <laughs> I, th- I think, actually three out of the four I had connected with right before this happened, but we hadn't had a chance to, I've only met one out of the four in person because that, I've met him a little bit earlier. And the rest, it was right before this all started happening. and We just continued to talk. And of the connections
1: that you've made after, um, this whole thing took off. Were any of them hesitant to move things forward?
4: No, it sort of seems like the opposite. They want mm. to talk more <laughs> They text me every single day. We just like we're sort of in more active communication uh, Though there is some, you know, I like frustration and disappointment that but it's really nice They're actually expressing like I'm really excited to meet you. Someone actually texted me the other day Um was like, yeah, I'm feeling this uh, torn because I really want to get close to you. But it's also frustrating because I don't know how to, mm. at this point, how to get closer to you because we can't meet.
0: That makes sense. So, mm. okay. So what creative Zoom dates have you had so far? <laughs> and Zoom, <laughs> is that your choice?
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, I've actually only had one Zoom date and okay. it was yesterday, um, but it went really well. And so now I'm thinking, okay, the first one was sort of a, you know, boring, not boring. It was amazing, but we didn't spice it up in any way. We were just Mm -hmm. talking. And that was actually amazing. We didn't sort of need any extras or creativity because it was the first time I'd actually like seen his face moving. And Mm -hmm. um, it's better that I, I felt like I got a better sense of him than I had over the phone. But I've been thinking like, well, what are we going to do for our next date? Like, you know, ways to like make it um, more creative and interesting.
0: I've heard of people like cooking together or Mm -hmm. having a glass of wine (laughs) over Zoom or there's board games or all sorts of things. You know, the, the other thing about video dates is that
1: you cannot turn your attention away from that person. Yeah. If you're on a call, you can look around and play on your computer. On video, you really have to be present and be involved in the conversation. So it feels like the conversations are
0: getting deeper and they're just getting more intentional. Yeah. I mean, I think phone too, like there is something really intimate about phone. Like, if you do have your undivided attention to it, I guess, Sarah, question for you. So you said Mm -hmm. one of them you had already met ahead of time. The others, you didn't Mm -hmm. know what they looked like at all, besides their photos. Besides their photos, And then you did phone calls with all of them, and then you've brought one to Zoom. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, and then the guy that brought to Zoom, how did that differ from your impression of him beforehand?
4: He was a lot like I expected him to be in a good way. Um, but I just, I felt I could feel him more mm-hmm. than I personally could over the phone. Um, just sort of seeing his facial expressions and the way that he smiles. And um, I actually, I also feel like I learned more about him because he was like, yeah, I, I just, eye contact is really important and I'm having trouble like finding your eyes in this video. It's, so. It was just like kind of romantic and sweet. <laughs> and I was thinking if we were sitting at a bar, you know, we'd have have all those interruptions like someone would um, take our drink order or I'd get up to go to the bathroom and yeah, like you were saying that's all removed and so we were so focused on each other hmm which yeah. freaked him out at first <laughs> and for a while for the first 15 minutes he was really nervous and then we just kind of pushed through that discomfort and then we're mm-hmm. able to have like a really amazing conversation
1: I, I read this really interesting article today that said People are lonely during this time. Not so much that they're all of a sudden lonely. It's because they're all of a sudden feeling the loneliness, Mm -hmm. and that just really means for so long we're distracted by everything else. Even when you are lonely, you can find ways to distract yourself from that. Oh yeah, really quiet, you know, alone with your thoughts. And these are the loneliness really bubbles up, and that's where people's need for connection really comes in, and that's where they shed their walls and show a level of vulnerability
0: yeah i mean i think also like having a pandemic or something that's like actually like vital to society does show you that the end of the day like work and everything else like the thing that really matters is being around loved ones Mm -hmm. and um, definitely yeah i think it's definitely maybe making people reprioritize different things it's like, how do you make, it's going to be interesting to see what happens after all this passes, (laughs) like to see if people kind of go back to their old ways or there was false intimacy because of all these, like the time that we're in too, right? Like there's Mm -hmm. also the side that people might be longing for things even more than they would. So connections could be made that don't end up working out. So it's going to be really fascinating to see what really happens. I have a question for you too. What do you
1: think is going to happen in terms of people dating multiple people. Do you think during this pandemic, people will be juggling more people that they're dating online or they'll be dating less?
4: I guess for myself, I feel like I'm dating fewer people, but the Mm. connections are better. um, Because I thought about this, like when I go, um, usually I uh, try to meet them as quickly as possible in person because we're not able to do that. I realized um, I usually don't Chat with people very much before I meet up with them. So, um, you know, when I meet up in person, I feel like I'm making a lot of very quick judgments about them, mm-hmm. especially do we have a physical connection? And if I don't feel that instantly, I tend to just end the date, never see them again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because I'm not able to make immediate judgments about people. I I feel like I'm more open to giving them a chance and getting to know them um, more slowly over time. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think people are going to be dating less people at once. Um, I think people are going to be trying to get that deeper connection for sure. I think it's going to be interesting because it's like, when do you decide it's not the right fit on like Zoom dates, right? It's a little different than when you're in um, real life and you're physical with someone. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see like, if you're not feeling it a 100%, do you just keep going because of this one day hope of meeting in real life and seeing if it's really there? <laughs> or do you cut it? Like on Zoom? Like, I don't know. That's going to be the interesting part of how things progress and how they slow down. Like, are people still going to ghost in this day? Like, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting time Mm -hmm. to see what happens there.
1: And do you think people can fall in love in the time of coronavirus? Just fall in love over Zoom calls every day?
0: Possibly, right? I think it's like love is blind, right? Not that all um, advice should be taken from reality TV Mm -hmm. shows. But I think with love is blind, there were some couples that came out and got married and were appeared to be in love. And then there were some that weren't, right? Mm -hmm. So I think the same is probably going to happen here is that people might at the end of this be excited to meet in real life. And there might be some that flourish still. And then there might be some that are kind of disappointed when things get real. Right. Right.
4: Yeah, I have the like romantic half of my brain and the like logical side of my brain, the romantic <laughs> side of me, especially after this call, I was just fantasizing about like when we finally get to meet, I'll just like, run up to him and jump into his arms, mm-hmm. and it's going to be so incredible. Like, I, that's a real feeling. I'm really excited about that, but I also know there's so many other um, like, even biological factors that um, determine whether or not we have like physical in-person chemistry.
1: Not even just that, but I feel like we're on our own uh, experiment of like big brother or something because what we're living right now is not reality. This is not going to be reality forever. So once this thing ends, we're going to go back to reality. And whatever connection you made also has to withstand, let's say, your schedule, your travels, your friends and family. All of a sudden, all these other factors come into play. And does that Uh, impact the relationship, but then other experts would say your emotional connection is strong enough, then that's enough to battle out the the real factors.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was talking to my brother, actually, who is very good at advice. And we were talking about, (laughs) I was talking about revisiting an old relationship. And his advice was like, why don't you just decouple coronavirus with that? Uh Like, what is it that coronavirus that's driving you to make this decision? Or is it an actual need? And I think Mm -hmm. that's the part that gets a little risky with all of this. Like, I think best case scenario is, yeah, we run into each other's (laughs) arms and everything (laughs) continues to be good. But then I think the other side of it is, What is driving the emotional connection? Is it that there's actually an emotional connection or is it that we're all in fear right now? And I think that's what we need to decouple when we're having these conversations.
4: The
1: good thing about what's happening right now is Normally in dating, it's me against you. Yeah. And I'm trying to show you how awesome I am, and you're trying to show me how awesome you are. But right now, it's us against coronavirus. Yeah. So I feel like we're all on the same team. And I feel like the conversations that people have had over these calls are pretty much like how are we going to survive this together? And it's, it takes this kind of like monster to bring us closer and that all the couples that are starting to have their conversations right now have a really nice starting point already. I feel like it's like a really great place to bond.
0: For sure. I think that is definitely a benefit of all this is that there is less distraction, more of that common bond. Do you think that people will let
1: conversations linger just for the sake of companionship?
4: I have, uh, I started out with like four connections and they're already down to three because one, I just, to me, conversation is incredibly important, whether it's over text or video or in person. And one of the conversations just did not hold my attention. I didn't feel like mm. we were talking about anything um, other than sort of surface level topics. And so I've just kind of let that one go. I'm not, I, I feel like I still do have a lot of other connections, I'm talking to my friends a lot. I'm talking to my family a lot. I don't feel like I'm just kind of like desperate to talk to whoever. I still, mm-hmm have the same standard of like, I've thought a lot about what I want in another person, what kind of connection do I want us to have? That hasn't changed at all. If anything, it feels more important to be spending our time connecting with people who are really a good fit and who we're going through really hard times. You get to see like how people show up under pressure and under really unusual circumstances. And so my standards are exactly the same in terms of what I'm looking for, if not higher.
1: How do you think people can show affection (laughs) over video or over the phone?
4: I don't think physical affection can, but like um, Zoom video date guy yesterday, (laughs) and he said he was out on a hike and he texted me when he got back, he texted me like, pictures of flowers and he said I, like virtually picked these for you Aww. and um I have to admit like I was thinking about you the whole time I was out hiking like I feel like no guy has sent me such a like sweet romantic text without I've gotten texts like that before but it seemed like they were trying to like get something or earn something this felt very pure like this is just
0: this happened
4: and mm-hmm. I thought of you so I guess verbal words of affirmation are big right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. I yep. mean, I think there is emojis, right? That you could like send kisses <laughs> that way. I mean, from someone that's, I've done long distance before. So I've kind of had, uh-huh. this, had this experience. And I mean, sexting video yep, fun yep. times, I guess. All like there's things you can do. Uh,
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, people. <thought> about- <laughs> I have to get really good at phone sex now because
0: I've exactly. never really
4: worked on that
0: skill. Yeah, have never exactly. had to
4: <laughs>
1: invest in some great lingerie just for video calls now. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> you can take photos. Like there's a lot of things you could do to spice it up even when you're not with them. I mean, it's not the same. Don't get me wrong, but people do it in long distance all mm-hmm. the time.
1: Very true. Yeah. We just have to get creative and think about like, what is that? What do I need in a relationship? What's my love language? And how can I translate that in a Zoom world? Yeah, yeah.
0: apparently, vibrators sales are just soaring right oh, now. Oh, I bet.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, sex toys, all of that is booming. Uh, but people, again, people need to get creative. And I think I would love to brainstorm for our last couple of minutes, brainstorm some great over the video date ideas that people could try. Well, here's an idea. How about you buy your day a DoorDash delivery, a Postmates delivery? Yeah. And you guys share the same meal.
0: Yeah, you could totally do that. I don't know. I think also there's like the wee vibrators. If you're going to (laughs) go, if you're going to the next level, like there's ones that your partner can control from an app. So there's some stuff out there for sure.
4: Yeah. Well, I'm a huge nerd. So I was thinking, and uh, Video Zoom guy is really into podcasts as well. So I was like, let's both listen to the same really interesting episode and then like Mm. talk about it and like share our thoughts or even like read a book. Mm. Um, There's another person that I'm talking to. um, I recommended, I've been wanting to read this book about sacred sexuality. And I was like, hey, should we start a book club and both read this both mm. about sexuality, and then when we meet up, we have like something in common. And he said yes and no. Like I feel like that might be really frustrating right now because oh. we can't actually. Yeah, I like, know,
1: but sex. it does. It does build it up though. Yeah,
5: yeah. I love your. Or, I love
1: that first idea of listening to a podcast together. Maybe listen to this episode of dateable <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, So I have a question for you, Sarah. You mentioned that you broke things off with one guy. How did you break it off?
4: Well, I haven't intentionally yet. It's just us talking about it It made me realize like, oh, our conversation sort of dropped off. So the way I usually think is like if we've been chatting, but we haven't met up in person, I don't always feel the need to end things. Like I'm very anti-ghosting, especially after we've met up, especially after we've had sex. It's Mm-hmm. Just something I never do. But I feel like if we have just been texting or, um, you know, kind of casually chatting, I don't feel an obligation to be like, I think we should stop texting. Like we did stop texting and it just right. sort of fizzled out. And it might actually rekindle. Sex book guy is <laughs> he kind of disappeared for a little bit and then reappeared a week and a half later. And he said, hey, I'm so sorry that I disappeared. I My work travel was impacted with this coronavirus stuff. And things got really complicated. And that's why I disappeared. And I'm back now. And we've totally resumed talking. So yeah, Yeah. I think before you met in person, I don't feel I feel like you can just let it sort of naturally fizzle out and then also naturally rekindle as well.
0: That's an interesting paradigm, though, because now you're not meeting in person. So we don't Mm -hmm. have that parameter anymore. So it's basically like, do we just let everything fizzle out under like the old mindset or do we change that to be like, Oh, I've gone on, a video date or a phone call that's like over an hour. I don't know what the rule is. Like then it's the time. You know what I mean? Because it's like no one's meeting.
1: Like, do you think ghosting will just kind of not happen anymore? Because it's really hard to ghost someone these days. What's that meme you put up, Julie, on our um, our Instagram stories? Or it was like, if he's not texting you back now, he's definitely not interested. (laughs) I think it's really hard to ghost now. So maybe people just won't do that.
0: Yeah, but it sounds like what Sarah's saying is, like, everyone's kind of just fading in and out because there's not that, like, hard, fast rule of, like, we've met in real life anymore.
4: I would almost be offended if I was, like, chatting with someone and they were like, I think we should stop texting. Like, wow, am I that bad at even texting? (laughs) (laughs) You don't even want to text? Oh,
1: interesting.
4: (laughs) I I am usually super anti-ghosting, but I almost think in this situation it would be more offensive for someone to break off our uh, our text conversation
1: well think about this though if if you've only had one call with someone and neither of you try to schedule another call i guess that's just the end right but if you've had like five calls with someone (laughs) and then all of a sudden you don't hear from them that's a dick move (laughs) that'd be really hard to explain. I think someone needs to say
0: something at that point. But I guess that's the same thing with mutual ghosting, right? If both people aren't reaching out, if you had gone on five dates, some people will say that's okay. And then some people will say that you deserve that answer. So maybe it's just whatever you feel pre-coronavirus applies to.
1: Let's hold that thought for a second. We'll get right back to it. month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
4: I feel like ghosting is always subjective. Like, I have friends who are like, it hurts my feelings when someone texts me. I'd rather be ghosted. And I'm the opposite. I'm like, please just tell me the truth. Yeah, yeah. Move on. It's a really clean way to end things. I People are always going to have um, their preferred way. It's not going to be the same for everyone.
1: Right. Well, I guess this is all... Um, still to be determined, since we're only on week two of quarantine, I'm curious to see what week four and week five will look like. But I will make one prediction, and i I'm pretty passionate about this prediction. I think a lot of x's will start reappearing. <laughs> I've already
0: had that happen
5: <laughs> or
0: old connections or old connections, I definitely you know? think so, like to add to the predictions. Uh, UA and I came up with a list of predictions for 2020. Coronavirus was not on that list. <laughs> we did have um, some other things on the list, like for example, like the rise of more like dating apps feel simulating in real life, whether that's through video or something else. And maybe this is the time that video actually works on dating apps. Like the league has video. I think Tinder's introducing it. Bumble has ways to connect with video or audio. So I think. This might be the moment for video because it has to be yeah, the moment for video
1: or VR.
0: Yeah, I'm <laughs> still excited. We'll start with VR.
5: video,
4: right?
1: <laughs> well, oh, good luck with Zoom Day, okay. guy. Thank you. Can't wait <laughs> to hear more about him. And when you guys listen to this episode, maybe you can give us a call back. And give we'll us an call update. in
4: together. Yeah, call in together, <laughs> <But> not together.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. And again, keep us updated on your love life at <laughs> COVID nineteen pandemic goes on thanks bye Bye. before we talk to our next guest let's take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, BetterHelp. Julie, I think now is a better time than ever to seek some sort of online therapy for everything that's happening. I think everyone's (laughs) feeling this overwhelming need for human connection. And just, I think everyone's feeling a little bit lonely.
0: Yeah, lonely, anxious, (laughs) feel like there's so many emotions.
1: Right, and BetterHelp is a platform full of credible, compassionate therapists who offer online counseling in a very safe and private online environment. And these... Professionals specialize in so many different areas. You've talked about depression. They also specialize in relationships, trauma, and just getting over what everyone's trying to get over right now, this this global crisis.
0: Right. And I've used BetterHelp before. Mm-hmm. And I just love my experience with it so much. Because I think especially if you're new to therapy, it can be a bit daunting. So I think it's a really great uh, way to ease into therapy. And again, like right now, everything's virtual anyway. So this is definitely the time to check out virtual therapy. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And they're very affordable. They also offer financial assistance. And for Datable listeners only, you get 10% off your first month with the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E. So you can get started today by going to betterhelp.com dateable. Simply fill out the questionnaire, get matched with a suitable counselor, and you get 10% off your first month by using the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E. Now, should we get back to our next guest?
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: All right. It's Sheel. He's 37 years old, originally from Pittsburgh. He's He's lived in San Francisco for seven years, currently single dating and um, sheltered in place. Shiel being one of our favorite past guests you've been doing to survive this whole pandemic right now.
3: Yeah um, so I started going into panic mode as I'm an extrovert and I was by myself in my apartment which I now realize. When there was a shelter in place in San Francisco, which opened the place on Monday, me and a few friends decided to get out of Dodge. We ended up coming to a really beautiful ranch two hours south of San Francisco. So I feel like I came to possibly one of the best possible places to be for an indefinite amount of time.
1: So interesting, Shield, because you're episode when you were on Datable last time was from season four, episode six called Perceptions and Misconceptions. And it was all about your social media presence and how you travel <laughs> the world. You're always on the go. You're always doing amazing things. Are you just like itching for some photos right now?
3: <laughs> um, I definitely was stir crazy. And I was like, get me out of here. But now that I'm at this like ranch with a beautiful view, I actually am feeling... And, and, and notably, like three friends here with me. Um, I'm feeling much less star crazy.
0: So, have you right. changed your like travel photos for like photos with you with toilet paper? Like, that? is that your <laughs> dating profile? No. <laughs> uh, not, not yet, not yet. <laughs> so, how have the apps been since coronavirus? What have you been experiencing?
3: Yeah, it feels like the apps are on fire. A lot of people are at home, and I think craving some element of social connectivity. So, I've noticed an uptick in app activity. I'd be curious to get the official stats, but it certainly feels like there's a lot more activity, like I'm getting a lot more matches than I was before.
0: Yeah, wasn't there a study released by, what was it, OKCupid that was saying that the numbers have been up across the board?
1: Yeah, just activity in general has been up and better match rates. Why do you think that is? Yeah,
3: I think when people are at home, when do people use the apps? It's when they're like at home and when they're bored. In the absence of other activities to do, a lot of people are on the
0: apps. So do you, see these conversations going further like but like are people actually communicating a bit more yeah
3: yeah it seems that way i've had a bunch of conversations kind of quickly move into text and then quickly move into video mm. and it's actually nice like i've never done a video chat date before but i have mm-hmm. done several this week it's interesting because like there is a larger hill to get over to get to a first date but getting to a video date it doesn't seem like that big of a deal I've had conversations where like within 15 minutes of the match being made, we switched to video. Mm -hmm. And I've never done video before. Wow. Actually, on Bumble, there's a video feature. I don't even know if that feature is new or was there before.
0: (laughs) It was there before, but I don't think anyone noticed it. I don't (laughs) think anybody. Yeah. It's a scary (laughs) thing
1: for most people.
0: So how many video dates have you done collectively
3: in the last, what was it? Like two weeks? Yeah, less than a week ago for me. And I have done um, five of them. Five is a lot of dates for me, period. Yeah, Um, but I think that speaks to the higher velocity of of folks on the app, and then also like sort of the lower barrier to getting to a date. I'm just curious,
1: why is video so scary for people? Why is that? Like, people are willing to meet in person; that's like flesh and blood. But why is video conferencing so scary?
3: I actually haven't found that to be the case. I found that people are willing to do it when when it comes to matching and meeting up in person, as I think everyone can relate to. There's a lot of last minute flakiness Mm -hmm. where like you agree to a thing and then somehow that person always, something just came up or they're sick or something and then you never end up meeting up. There's a lot of flakiness I think it's San Francisco people say, like, San Francisco people are flaky, but I think people say that in literally every city in the world. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's everywhere.
0: You know what, though? I think there is this feeling with dating that you don't really, with online dating, that you don't really know until you meet in real life. And Mm -hmm. I think that is what propels people to do multiple dates and not do the video step. There's this feeling that, like, video is still not the actual, like, you don't get the same physical like touch and all of the different aspects that you would when you see someone. I guess, Sheel, like how has your experience been doing these video dates? Do you feel like you're actually getting to know these people like you would on a first date at a bar or restaurant or wherever?
3: It's definitely not the same for me. Mm. It's a substitute and it's the only thing we have. Right. But it's not like I plan to switch all my first dates to video chat once we go back to Normal life mm. um, I do think it is a useful filtering mechanism. I have some good friends who always do a phone call before they get to a first date. Mm-hmm. I think I personally do enough of a screener beforehand via text slash like whatever background information I can find out a per- about a person. I think I do a good enough job that my like if I get to a first date, I feel like pretty good about it, so i I feel like. I don't necessarily need to do that screener call, but I know a lot of other people find that effective.
1: But you're also an extrovert, Sheil. I think for a lot of people who are introverts or think that's really exhausting, it is easier to just do like a call before meeting
0: up in person. You know what, though? There's something daunting about the call. Like, yeah. that calls in video is inevitably awkward for whatever reason that you're kind of not putting your best foot forward. In that case, that's a perception, mm-hmm. whether that's a reality or not, to be debated. But I think there's a perception that we're going to come off awkward. I know I felt that before. It's like, do I want my first impression for someone new to be how I look on video? Because I feel awkward.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what's funny? I think yesterday morning, I was in, in like Instagram stories and I was like messaging with somebody who'd responded to something that I'd posted. I didn't realize that in Instagram, also, there's a video chat app. And <laughs>
0: uh-huh, yeah, everyone's discovering I found, them now.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't, I'm discovering all this stuff. But we were in that chat, and then we instantly went to the video chat. I found that like all of the filters and stuff you can do in Instagram makes it more fun mm. and you can kind of play around and it's just like something else to do on your date. Because I think like there's something around just being a conversation versus like seeing how somebody interacts with something else.
0: Yeah. Well, Zoom has those backgrounds now that you can like change your location to like be yeah. on the Golden Gate Bridge or wherever. Yeah. <laughs> and on FaceTime, you can change into animals.
3: <laughs> yeah. animojis.
0: they're pretty fun. (laughs) (laughs) So the five dates you had, can you kind of walk us through how they've been, like how they've differed from one another?
3: It has largely been the same. I'd say each of them have been an hour or more. So like a significant amount of time, nearly as much time as you'd have in a first date. And um They've been interesting. It's been like the getting to know you phase. And I think like the content is largely the same as what it would be otherwise, probably with a mix of 15 minutes of intro of like, what do you think about the current situation? And Mm. that's like a natural icebreaker. We're all armchair epidemiologists. So that, um, (laughs) you know, that's like an easy conversation started i feel mm-hmm. like
0: every message i've got it on the dating apps have been like how's your quarantine going that's been like the new pickup line <laughs> i don't know if you've experienced that
3: too yeah it's such an easy
5: uh-huh. yeah
3: the easy thing was always like how was your weekend <laughs> and now it's like <laughs> how's your quarantine how's
0: your quarantine's the new how's your weekend
1: maybe i challenge you guys to Put something in your profiles that say, let's try to spend an hour not talking about the quarantine.
0: Yeah. But it's kind of reassuring though, too, because it's like, like we've talked about before, everyone's in this together. So there is something nice that lets you bond over it, too. We'll see how it progresses. This is, of course, like week one of it being really bad. So we'll see how it continues week three and four, right? Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. What's something you found um, surprising in this whole way of dating?
3: So what's interesting is the transition from a first date to a second date. I think it's actually only four dates I've had. Um, out of the four dates I've had, like, I, I liked everyone enough that I will continue talking to them. So now I have this like, kind of cute text banter going with like, four different people. <laughs> and that's normally not my MO. And, mm-hmm. and like, that'll only increase probably. Oh, interesting. Like, normally, there's one person that I'm interacting with. Um, I think on video dates, it's a little bit harder to reject someone. Like, I found, like, mm. the video date, it, it didn't give me enough information where I was like, okay, this person is not somebody I want to spend more time with. Why is that? I think there's something, I think, like, yeah, I think you guys mentioned it a little bit, but there's, like, something lost on video. There's some chemistry spark thing that you can feel in person that you replicate by video. And so far, like everyone I've talked to, it's been like really nice conversations. I felt like it hasn't been as like, I don't know, the thing that's coming to mind is like, I like it when you feel comfortable enough that you can like make jokes or even like poke fun at each other. For some reason, I feel like I haven't gotten there on video.
0: Do you think it's video or do you think
3: it's the connection with these people? It could be both, but I think it's I think it's actually video. There's mm. something in the format where like, you're not seeing everything, something lost.
0: Have you tried doing phone and then progressing to video
3: or just jump straight to video? I haven't done that. I've only done video so far.
0: I'm just wondering if phone, because there's not as much... Self consciousness happening, like you're not showing someone your face, right? Like you don't feel like, oh, am I being awkward on video? Maybe you can get like a little deeper on the phone, and then do kind of the next one on video when people are a little more comfortable. I wonder if that could be an alternate approach to also test.
3: Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Um, and actually, maybe I'll try that.
0: <laughs> but you, you know, again, I'm going to bring this back to the
1: fact that you're an extrovert, and extroverts are known to Really have a have really hypersensitivity to their environment, mm. and so on dates you're probably noticing the people around you, noticing decor, noticing the atmosphere, and on video you only have this person to concentrate on, unless if they have a shit ton of things going on in their room that you can point out. There's something to be said about adapting to this new way of connecting with someone from video because I would say a lot of my introverted friends love video chats. They think it's so great because they feel like they're not distracted. They feel like they have all the attention and they feel like they
3: can be themselves. And was that even before all of this, they were doing video chats?
1: Well, before all my introverted friends wanted to do phone calls, and very few people would take them up on that offer. And so now they feel liberated because they're like, well, you kind of have
3: to do one or the other. The new normal. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. this, this whole thing, quarantine is great for introverts. And (laughs) not so great for for us extroverts. So
0: Sheila, you're saying basically the four dates you've had, they've all been good, but nothing's been like, oh, my God, this is a person I want to keep talking to. Like, I'll talk to them to keep it going. But you haven't
3: felt sparks. Is that what I'm
0: gathering from you?
3: Yeah, I'd hesitate to say it has anything to do with them. Right, right. I think it's the format. But they're all, like, keep it going, like, check in every day or two.
0: Right. It's not enough that you're like, oh, this isn't a match. I just, you just don't know, basically, because of the format.
3: Yeah, exactly. Then I have, like... An increasing number of people that I'm in touch with, I guess.
0: You know what's fascinating is Yue and I just got off the phone with another girl to talk about her experience and she actually felt the opposite, that she was going to have like less people in her funnel because of this because she was going deeper. But I totally see both perspectives on it because mm-hmm. if you don't know, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny, but like you, if you don't know enough, like you're going to want to keep filling more people in just so you can get to that place that you find a connection with someone. But then mm-hmm. there's also the side, like she was saying, is like that you kind of just double down on one person during this time.
3: I guess I could see both sides of it too. It just has worked out the opposite for me so far.
0: And maybe it depends if you're more introverted or extroverted, or just if someone can adapt to video better than others. Like I think people that work with video conferencing all the time, like for example, I have a very remote work environment outside of Uh, dateable stuff like my day job and yeah i'm very used to video but i also can see when i first started that i was felt awkward around it so i think some of it might just be your comfort with this technology in general and maybe over the next couple weeks that will change for people
3: yeah i think that's true when i first proposed video chat um somebody told me like that's weird but okay (laughs) i think a week from now it's not going to be weird right no
1: it's going to be the new norm because what is the alternative to video and calls like meet at a park six feet apart,
3: six feet apart
1: and, and talk to each other on the phone while you're in person with each other. I don't know. Like what is the alternative here?
3: Yeah. The thing is like, I don't even, I don't quite understand. Like if, if everyone's been quarantining, quarantining for 14 days, then theoretically we're fine and we don't right. have it. So we should theoretically be able to meet. But anyway,
0: I think it's that you don't know, right? Like, because people don't have symptoms, so like you could be a carrier and you have no idea. Yeah, I, I know we all have our theories. I think they you could just show, yeah, yeah
1: you we're can all, show no. Symptoms. We're all
0: coronavirus experts now, right? Cause <laughs> the internet.
3: <laughs> totally.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, I think we all have to adapt again, and using technolo- technology to help us connect. But also, what are some ways that we can use video to connect better if you're not sensing that this is the best form- format right now? Maybe there are other ways to do this over video. Is it like play 20 questions? Is it show me your place yeah. MTV Crib style? Yeah. You know, just like spice things up instead of just like a video conference.
3: So so I'm actually brainstorming on this with Logan, who you guys know. We had some ideas, like doing some sort of like internet scavenger hunt that you can okay. do, or like challenges that you can do with your partner on video where like, You can be in the upper square, but I want to high five you in (laughs) in our video and take a screenshot. It'd be fun to like have a blog post of just fun ideas that you can do to spice up your video chat dates. Yeah. Start one.
0: We'll do one. That's a great idea. I think what it is, is that first dates are meant to be playful. Like I think Mm -hmm. I'm all for someone that doesn't love small talk and I want to get to the deep stuff. But from my experience, the best like, it's better maybe to hold that stuff for a couple dates in. Like I think the Mm -hmm. first date, like just building up rapport and chemistry and just sharing like humor and experiences, that's the best approach. And I think that's what makes video a little tough is that you're sitting there without any other stimulus. So it's like stimuli, is that the right word? Other stimuli. And it's like, (laughs) and it's like, you're just forced to have this conversation with someone. So it's how do you keep it playful there and maybe like, I know it sounds cheesy to use prompts, so maybe you don't have to like be like I'm using like, a prompt, but could you just dive into like a funny story from your past or something that doesn't feel as formal? Because I think video by default feels more formal.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. And does video feel formal because we use it for work? For work. Well, I What's think the- so. I think so.
0: I think mm-hmm. that's what it is. I think it's a couple things it's that we use it for work that there's like we've alluded to there's nothing else like you're really you have to be focused at that point right and you're also a little self-conscious just yeah. given that you don't know how you're appearing on video like mm-hmm. i was in a game night a virtual game night with friends the other night like a few times people were like how do i look right now like can you see me like it's always like those like video chat bingo i don't know if any of you guys have seen that but it's just Mm-mm. like can you hear me or my last connection like there's just so much awkward yeah yeah
3: totally yeah (laughs) there's
0: awkwardness that comes with it so i think it's like how do you just make it feel as authentic to how you'd be in uh, person and i don't know i don't know how video does that i think some of the things you talked about earlier Sheila, of like using kind of filters or maybe using the fun backgrounds like maybe that could help like loosen it up a little
3: Yeah, I've actually also, the whole video for work thing is actually, even in the past week, because I've significantly loosened it up. um, I did a video karaoke night. (laughs) We did a video dance party. I love that. And so it's Mm. already feeling much less formal than me and just kind of like a fact of everyday life. I'm in video chats, like nearly the entire day, every day.
1: Right. I I feel like we don't use our imagination enough so we can use video for that. What I mean by that is, let's say you go on a first virtual date with someone. You tell them, like, if we were meeting in real life, this is where I would take you and use a virtual backgrounds and take you there. You know, like there's no, why do we... That's really
3: cute. Right. Isn't that that cute?
1: Like transform, transform the environment so that you're using your imagination to be there. You don't have to be in the place in the room that you're currently in. You can say, let's pretend we're right. on the beach. And this is a first date. And usually <laughs> we would go to this place and then we would get these drinks and order this. I, I don't know. Just like transform the entire environment for them.
0: I think another thing that's interesting, this could be for better or worse, but the liquid courage that we usually have with dates. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of our dates first yeah. dates are mm-hmm. in a bar and this is mm-hmm. like dead sober for the most part, sitting in front of the screen and I mean, I'm not saying, again, it's for better or for worse. There's some benefits of being dead sober, but also there's nothing really stopping you both from pouring a glass of wine and sitting there together, if that's yeah. going to help.
3: Yeah, I agree. Only only on one of those four did that happen. And I think you're totally right. That, that does make a big difference.
0: Did it help on that date? I, or no? I think it
3: did. I think it did. Yeah, I think it loosens things up. I think the other thing that is very different and maybe why things – I don't feel like things have progressed as much as if they would have on one date is oftentimes on a first date, I'll be like, let's go for like a coffee or tea or like a drink. If things are going well, we'll progress into something else. You know, we'll go to another place or have a drink or have dinner or something there's really no option for progression. <laughs> it's like you're on video and I'm sitting in the same spot.
0: You don't want to go from your living room to your dining room,
1: <laughs> but you can, this is the thing we can get so creative, right? Cause last night I was telling Julie, um, my boyfriend and I threw ourselves a Coachella party. So we put on costumes and we turn on YouTube and put it on Coachella 2019. And we just totally transformed the space. Why can't you have a progressive date where you start in restaurant, use a virtual background, have like a drink and some food, and then say, next, I'm going to take you to the speakeasy bar and literally walk her somewhere and and then turn on some music, set the mood. I mean, I I think we can get so creative. This could be really immersive and fun. and awesome.
3: I think that's a great idea. You go
1: test it
0: out (laughs) and report back to us.
1: (laughs) Please let us know because this is your ultimate chance to bring out your Childish creativity. Yeah, I'm I'm like, oh, yeah. I kind of want to go on some virtual dates right now. <laughs> you could be in one room and
0: your boyfriend in another. <laughs> you could do it.
1: Let's go to the bedroom.
3: Ooh.
0: Okay. Well, thanks again, Sheel. This has been super interesting and love hearing your perspective
3: of everything. Likewise, super fun. Thanks, guys.
1: Bye. And then finally, we checked in with Ben and Kate, a married poly couple we've had on our show before. They're both in their 30s and currently live in Oakland. They also run Organ House, a sex-positive community. You may remember them from the sex party episode we did. We went to a sex party, yes, and we recorded it. And this was a couple seasons ago. And let's just check in to see how they're holding up during coronavirus lockdown and how their events are going since they can no longer meet in person. Ben and Kate, the last time we had you on Dateable, it was in season three, episode eight, in an episode called Married with Options, where we talked about your experience navigating polyamory. And then throughout the years, we've always had check-ins and hung out and talked about kind of like the evolution of your relationship. So we went from talking about navigating a polyamorous marriage to creating a sex-positive community to the last time we saw you,
0: Kate, you were pregnant with Ben's yeah. kid. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was confirmed. Probably. <laughs> and, and we saw them at the sex party too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, could we who could that? forget that?
1: And now this is quite a Sorry. different scenario for all of us because we're all on Zoom. And Ben and Kate, although they live together, they're in different rooms just <laughs> for... Uh, Sanity? No, just kidding. <laughs> for, for audio reasons, so the four of us are all separated, and there is a kid involved because now you have a baby. Yes, we do. These are major life changes. You have a baby and in
2: quarantine. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, I mean he's okay, loving it.
2: Of course, having a baby was not the biggest change of this year. Thanks, <laughs> pandemic.
0: Seriously, I think one of the things that I've read basically orgies are a no go right now for obvious yeah. reasons, oh, yeah. and uh, monogamy is the new polyamory just out of default.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so kinky now you're stuck in a in a place with only one
0: of your partners.
6: A lot of great memes <laughs> about about the, the quarantine forcing people to experiment with monogamy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How's that been going for you guys? Great
2: for me. Um, but we have, uh, Ben has another partner that he's been seeing during the quarantine because our house is only seeing their house and vice versa. So mm, okay. we figure it's one household under two roofs. And as long as we treat it that way, we feel like we're not adding any risk. Got
1: it. Right. But economizing
6: right. The, the grocery runs as well to minimize our exposure to the outside world. So
1: right there you go. That's exactly. an added value for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's... And what has been the evolution of the Organ House?
2: We are definitely uh, having to evolve very quickly right now. Um, so we obviously canceled our March event. Uh, I think we sent out our cancellation email on March 5th. Every single company you've ever given your email address has like sent out their big COVID-19 announcement. So if I actually filter my inbox by COVID-19, ours is the very first email oh. that went out. I was proud mm. of that. I felt like we've always been trailblazers. But, you know, obviously our, our events are large, so it's it's 250 people usually, which was right at the event capacity. That, and so a couple of days before they even made that announcement, we kind of got wind that they might be making that announcement. And we just thought, wow, if that's the danger that we're in, if that's the situation, then it's completely irresponsible for us to, to host these events where people are really in close proximity. So we've canceled all of our events for the foreseeable future, and we've tried to actually, I think we've really succeeded by um, having a bunch of online events. We've been doing like an online speed dating event where you get broken out into a kind of like this, like a video chat room, but with one other random person that's also in the speed dating event. So we can't really like divide it by gender or anything. So it's sort of just all of a sudden after every seven minutes, you're on video chat with like another person in Oregon House and people have been really enjoying that. So we've made that like a weekly thing. Somebody in the community put together the art of phone sex which i think oh, is happening yeah. on zoom on thursday i'm gonna yeah. go to that i want to some... go
0: to that yeah 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 cool i feel like yeah. phone yeah. sex is a little tricky like it's tricky to nail how to get it right i'm not good at it <laughs> it's, yeah yeah so how has the reception been for stuff like that positive very
6: positive I and mean, we, we had 80 people on the speed dating event two weekends in a row people are unfortunately kind of desperate right like Mm -hmm. you know people are cooped up and they have nothing to do and they're used to all this connection and community and like socializing that's just not happening so Mm -hmm. you know anything we have to offer people are Willing to try it, right? <laughs> um, and we're not the only community doing that. There's a bunch of, of other communities that are all trying their own version. And I've I've even seen the monogamous people trying out speed dating video chat things. I mean, it's oh yeah, you know, yeah. Julie did one. I did one yeah, the other yeah, day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like uh, I feel like everyone's trying to figure this out at the same time. Wait, Julie, yeah.
0: how did yours go? It was good. I mean, I think like it was hard. To, I think ours was like three minutes each, so it's hard to make long connections and in that fast. time. That's yeah, yeah it was like, it was really fast. But I like the idea. Of it. Like I like the idea that there's just random people that you wouldn't come in contact with normally. And it's almost like coronavirus has given an excuse to experiment with some of this stuff.
1: Yeah. Forcing all these communities to take their events virtually. So how can you virtually have a
2: sex positive event? What are some ideas there? Well, our old co-founder, who doesn't work with us anymore, uh, threw his own kind of virtual sex party the other day with like multiple Zoom rooms. And apparently that was a huge hit. Um, I didn't go because I was... (laughs) staying up burning the midnight oil trying to figure out how we're going to make all the money we have in the organ house bank account last us through an 18 month pandemic
0: <laughs> did anyone tell you about it like i'm just curious what that looks like is it just people like stripping down in front of their video <laughs> cam like what is it oh it was all kinds of things
6: <laughs> yeah there were like some strip shows there were a bunch of dj rooms i don't know if you've ever been to one of those parties uh, you know at the hotels or the or the like co-living spaces in san francisco where every room mm. has a different thing going on but that's mm, basically mm-hmm. what was happening it was just happening on video instead right mm, so like all the djs were on there with their setups and then people were you know if you had a stripper pole in your house you were on that thing <laughs> right and like everyone was doing <laughs> their thing we're just watching Right? So everyone so, was just like masturbating, basically. I heard there was a lot of that, too. Yeah, I also did. <laughs> like that, but. I wish I could
1: just go into one of those virtual chats, but not show my face.
0: Just be like the creepy one in the corner, lurking. Oh, it's like when we went to your sex party. to ease into it, you were like, "It's okay to be a voyeur, right?" But it's kind of weird on video, maybe. To yeah, be
1: because a- you're always going to be under your name.
0: You can <laughs> they're like, the "Why nose. is this person not showing their face?" Yeah. And also on video, you could like clearly see when camera's not on. It's just right. Like- yeah. <laughs> yeah. You
5: could wear
6: I- one of those plague doctor masks with the yeah. feet. And <laughs> I'm just gonna- there's there's definitely always a cosplay element to these things, but uh, I think it's. It's also interesting because a lot of these events are, are definitely focused more on the communities of people that that know each other already, that are trying to stay connected rather than necessarily new people making connections. Right. At a sex positive event, right? The, the speed dating is more targeted at that, but there was definitely a high level of of trust necessary to to go into the oh, absolutely <laughs> the, the
0: video play party. So, what other things are on your list of ideas to try out?
2: I reached out to a couple of like well known educators and asked them if they'd be interested in doing like an impact play one hundred and one workshop or like rope one hundred and one. Um, so those are kind of in in the works. Uh, they had a little anxiety about not actually being physically present while folks were doing mm. this because of the safety concerns with BDSM. And they wanted to be able to like help people not make risky mistakes that could cause harm. And they weren't really sure how confident they felt like they could do that over video. So,
6: um, so I don't know. It's we're going to really try. a bad time to go to the hospital. Right. So. Exactly.
2: I would love to
1: see a tantric sex workshop. Oh, yeah. Could look into that.
0: please do sure okay the only one there is ua (laughs) she's
5: really engaged
0: by myself feel your partner's
2: shoulder blades (laughs)
5: Mm.
2: (laughs) or what what about this strip roulette yeah there's actually somebody has put on github a uh, a duplicate of the chat roulette code I guess and so you could you could actually make your own uh chat roulette for like just your group of friends so we were we were looking into seeing if that was something we could
0: do oh that would be so fun so I'm curious because you guys figured out an alternative arrangement to still keep some polyamory and other partners in your lives. Are you finding that a lot of your friends and people in the community are doing similar things or are they resorting to monogamy? Uh,
2: uh, You know, I think most people are not really able to keep in touch with many of their partners right now. A lot of that is because folks have roommates and live in generally communal living situations where, you know, one person t- taking a risk is actually taking a risk for maybe eight or 10 people. We're blessed in that we have like Ben and I have our own home and we've actually been looking to for like 2 years now. We've been trying to buy a house with his other partner
5: mm-hmm. and her
2: family. So we kind of felt like we got like grandfathered in <laughs> as a household since we've been like very in earnest looking to buy a house, we've just been having incredible difficulty finding one that had the right layout for us, because there's a couple of kids and her parents live with her. So we needed like a number of bedrooms with an ensuite bathroom. And it's just a really hard layout to find. Mm -hmm. And then real estate agents are always like, wait, so who's the parent of who? And we all just kind of (laughs) giggle.
0: (laughs) So it's not the norm, then most people are kind of just staying with their primary partner or no partners, potentially, if they're with roommates.
2: I think it's more likely that they're just stuck with their roommates, yeah, unless people already live together, but folks are having a really hard time. I think it's particularly hard-hitting for the the poly community because you grow to love so many people and then to just suddenly be told, hey, you -hmm. you suddenly are in a long-distance relationship from this person, like, with zero warning – and a lot of folks can't necessarily be open and honest, even with their roommates or certainly not their job in many cases about why they might be having a really hard time right now. So, yeah, it's tough.
1: I would think this time would create a lot of conflict for uh, a lot of these relationships, especially if you're in a non-hierarchical re- uh, open relationship or a poly relationship. Having to choose which partner you want to quarantine with, I would assume, have has a really
6: created a lot of conflict. Basically a yeah. survivor, Yeah. <laughs>
1: And then the other one no, dies? I'm like,
6: what, what happens? No, no, no. You have <laughs> to cause, yeah. Cause, yeah, like... I, uh, I will
2: admit that I had to be convinced that it was not socially irresponsible for us to, you know, go over to other partner's house and vice versa. I initially was feeling like... The end is nigh. We must all lock ourselves in our homes. Don't go outside. Mm-hmm. We've got enough rations to get through a couple of months. <laughs> I, I had a very uh, pessimistic response to all of this. And I've whitened up a little bit. Yeah. What made you
1: change your mind?
2: Everyone on Facebook yelled at me when I said we should all stay indoors. <laughs> Everyone was like... No, it's okay if we go outside, if we stay six feet away from each other. But I was like, okay, sure, but I just don't trust that any of you are going to do that. Right. And then, of course, sure enough, this past weekend, it's like everybody went to the
0: beach, everyone went to the parks, they were super crowded. And now, of course, they've shut all the beaches and parks down. You know what, though? You're right, though. Like, cause I feel the same way. I'm like, <laughs> sh- I. <laughs> You're actually right. (laughs) But I think it's true. It's like, do people are really people going to stay six feet away, especially if it's like a romantic partnership that they haven't seen this person now for like a week or whatever it is like they're the reality is like, that's a really hard thing to do. So by putting yourself in that position, is that realistic? And I I
2: don't doubt people's good intentions. But I doubt that you know, these new restrictions will overcome the habits that you have of just like, oh, hey, it's good to see you give each other a hug. Oh, shit, I guess we weren't supposed to do that. (laughs)
6: Right. And my favorite was the uh the the video of the woman reading the new guidance about, you know, don't touch your face, clicks her <laughs> finger turns the page.
0: <laughs> right. It's hard to yeah, break I'm out sorry. of these <laughs>
5: Habits, yeah.
6: No, but I I think the reality is that we're the we're the the centrists here because as far as I can tell from social media and this is this is purely anecdotal There are either people that are refusing to leave their homes for anything. Mm -hmm. Or the people that are going about their business as usual. (laughs) Yeah. People who don't give a fuck. Yeah. Right, yeah. People who are have a different risk tolerance.
0: Yeah, I guess right. my personal take is I'd rather be more restrictive and have it over quicker. I don't know if that's realistic, but that's how I view it. Yeah.
6: It's absolutely realistic. And the alternative is that like martial law comes into effect, right? Like I I don't I don't want to take a lot of chances either. We are we are seeing that one other household and that's it. Right. Yeah, let's uh, talk
1: more about that. What are the, your boundaries and rules for seeing this other household
2: during the COVID outbreak? Huh. We should probably have some of those, honey. <laughs> I
5: guess.
2: I, I mean, I guess the boundary is, hey, you guys are only seeing us and like going to the grocery store or pharmacy as absolutely necessary, right? And we're doing the same thing. Like I haven't left my house more than one time since I think March
6: 7th. Tomorrow night, my other partner and I are going grocery shopping for both households and having date night. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Doing it all at once.
2: Got it. So I think, I don't know. That's like the only rule. I'm way more concerned about Ben and his other partner going grocery shopping right now than I am while they're having sex. It's like, it's like a non-issue.
1: Yeah. The grocery store is kind of scary. Yeah. One of those is dangerous.
2: <laughs> did, you, did you use your protection? Did you put on your gloves and your mask? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah well, I mean,
0: I think there has been like, I don't know. I mean, every day there's something new, but it was what like um, saliva from kissing is probably like the most dangerous of everything mm, with absolutely. Sex, but obviously, that tends to be part of sex. So it's hard to get away from that completely if you're actually having sex.
2: Well, you know, we're all pretty young. Like, I, honestly, if one of us gets sick, then we'll all get sick, and we'll probably be fine. She, however, lives with um, her parents who are, you know, a little older. And so I think most of our concern is around making sure that we're keeping them safe and right. not exposed to this. So our biggest concerns are pretty much taking precaution when going to the grocery store.
1: Well, the things we have to think about, especially you have a kid too. So you have to be extra careful when you're out there. So how does this work logistically? Ben and your partner, you guys can see each other. You're doing your grocery grocery run date night. And then (laughs) you're going to drop off the groceries at both households and then spend the night where?
6: No, no, no. Uh, We're going to go to the grocery store and come back and spend a few hours at our house at my house and then she'll go home with her groceries got it okay yeah (laughs) the grocery part yeah that's the
0: entree (laughs) (laughs) so have you you've made a rule like no sharing beds during this time or is that kind of
6: now okay so that's just she's just no, going we're, we're, we're assuming that the, that the households have have biomes in common and we're okay yeah, with that i'm not really worried about that stuff uh, i'm worried
2: about anything outside of the two houses i'm not worried about anything inside the two houses as she drinks her wine she's <laughs> just like, i'm
0: not going outside my best friend is here
2: i didn't open this bottle for like two weeks y'all this, this is a celebratory
0: bottle <laughs> we got there two weeks right yeah, yeah. You deserve it, Kate. So hopefully this all passes sooner rather than later. When it does, where do you see, like, orgies going and, like, all the sex party stuff that you guys were doing? Like, what are your thoughts of how soon that could maybe restart?
6: You know, I've been saying for years, given, like, all of the interpersonal issues that people have and, like, all of the problems related to -to person-to-person interaction at sex parties, this being one of them, it's going to be all robots. (laughs)
1: Wait, uh, people having sex maybe. with robots, or just robots having sex and people watching them?
6: I think first it'll be people having sex with robots, and then I it's like going to be the all letter. robots.
2: <laughs> if that's very Westworld: robots having sex and people watching. We can't afford that, sweetie. I don't think. I think a sex spot is like ten thousand dollars. I remember pricing this out with Alice once
0: Okay, so sex <laughs> sex spots—that's the future. <laughs> I think so. I, I do think I'm, we I'm are totally to some.
2: I do think we're going to definitely keep like the, the speed dating thing has been awesome. And I think that that will continue to be to to be something that we do, even if we go back to having in-person events. I am not planning on I am not assuming that we will be able to throw any more in-person events for the rest of 2020. I have a I'm mm. going to be pretty conservative, even if the government says like, hey, events are OK. Like our events are very intimate. Right. So mm-hmm. I am going to err on the side of caution and make absolutely sure that we are not putting anybody at risk. Yeah, the
6: six-foot-away mm. orgy is just awkward. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, unless if you have a really big penis.
6: <laughs> it's that expression about not touching it with a 10-foot pole. That's what they're talking about.
5: I, just a tip, guys.
0: Just a tip right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're safe at orgies as long as you're really well at dad.
1: Right. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's
0: exactly how that works. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's survival of the fittest, right? Yeah, there exactly.
6: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, we can we can only sort of predict what could happen, but who knows? I, I feel like Ben, you're not too far off with the robots. I'm telling you, I don't I, think I am. No, no, like sex toys are selling like hotcakes right now. Yeah, I they think are. the next logical step is virtual reality sex and porn, and then sex robots. I mean, I I,
6: I think <laughs> that the the same changes that we're seeing in our space are the changes that we're gonna see in every industry, right? Like all of a sudden you have anybody that can work from home is working from home. That's going to materially change the fabric of society, right? We're never gonna go back to the way things Mm work. And I think that all of these virtual methods of connection that we're being forced to figure out right now, those aren't gonna go away just because we can go to a party again, right? We're gonna Mm -hmm. keep doing the things that work. And the, the speed dating event is probably a better Friday night than having to, like, get up and go to a party after you've been up since 6 in the morning, right? People are going to say, yeah. you know what, actually, I like that better. I think I'll do that instead. And I think that a lot of the things that we figure out now are going to stay with us. That's a good point
0: because I feel like a lot of Fridays I'll just, like, stay in and watch Netflix because I'm just exhausted. Mm-hmm. So it's still better am. alternative exactly. to, like, meet new people than to just sit on the couch and watch
6: TV. Exactly. So, you know, yeah. I think we'll, we'll take what we learned and carry it forward.
1: Fantastic. Well said,
2: baby.
1: <laughs> Thank you guys for taking the time out to talk to us. Of course. And, oh yeah, we
2: always love us.
1: It's always so fun catching we miss up you with you guys.
0: Y'all.
5: Yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll do this we're, again. We're
6: around. We're not going anywhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're like we can video any time. <laughs> we can. We're stuck right here. All
1: right, thanks you guys. Bye. All right, bye guys. Now that we've heard from several different perspectives of how people are adapting to this new era of living in this COVID-19 lockdown and quarantine season. I feel like this is the takeaway for all of life is that we have to learn to adapt to anything because you never know Mm -hmm. what can happen in life.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I have a couple takeaways. I think first of all, my biggest takeaway is just keeping everything in perspective I even found this for myself is that I was getting a little bummed out that I'm single, that I'm alone right now. But at the end of the day, like it's there's people on the front lines, like nurses, like people that are really sick in the hospital, like at the end of the day, your single status or whatever it is, is like the least of our problems. So I think it's great that people are adapting and finding ways to like keep the momentum going during this time. But also, if you're not there, I think that's also okay. Like some people, I feel this is like, I just need a little break because I'm anxious about everything that's happening. And I think that's also fine.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And just keeping a positive outlook on what is happening right now. Obviously, this is a a global crisis, but there are some sort of blessings in disguise in all of this. And Mm -hmm. instead of thinking of the universe taking things away from you, such as outdoor activities and human physical connection, what is the universe giving back to you that you've always wanted? For me, I think it's time. I think it's spending time with family and friends, whether that's through Zoom or phone calls. For so long, all of us kept saying, oh, I'm so busy to make that one phone call to check in now you have absolutely no excuses. I also think what's a blessing in disguise is that we no longer have FOMO. And I say that jokingly, but I also say that very seriously. It's really refreshing to think, Okay, we're all in this together. There's absolutely no one out there parting it up right now. And if they are, they're right. really stupid. They shouldn't right. be doing that. So, let's take that off the table and now I can really enjoy this time and focus on bettering myself, bettering my life and bettering the people around me. So, that's always a, a way of thinking about how the universe is adding to your experience.
0: Yeah, I think it's a reset for us all, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's really a way to evaluate the life we were living and the the importance of human connection and I think what's really emerging that's beautiful is that people are really taking the time to check in with old friends family members like we do have technology and all this time we've been annoyed of how technology is hindering our dating lives and technology is kind of saving our connection right now. So it's definitely letting us reset our own perceptions. It's also letting us reset our dating patterns too. I think from hearing from Sarah and Sheil, they had very opposite perspectives Mm -hmm. of things that were happening. But I think they both actually had a commonality that their dating patterns were changing. Like Sarah Mm. was holding off on intimacy more. She said that was something that got in her way. Like she would rush into more physical. And Sheil mentioned too, that he used to take connections one at a time. And now he was talking to like four or five people. Mm -hmm. And even Ben and Kate said that a lot of people that are in the poly community are either focusing on one partner or being celibate or finding other ways to like be with themselves, like Mm -hmm. things that I think it's causing everyone to shake up their patterns and see if there's other ways they can go about doing things that could end up resulting in better actions.
1: What was really fascinating to me that really stood out from all three of our conversations was that across the board, everybody's focus was on getting deeper. How do I yeah. get deeper connections? And when you think about previously, before COVID-19, it was about how do I fill up my calendar? How do I right. be more, uh, socially active? And how do I fill up my dating calendar? Now it's, I hear from Sarah, I hear from Sheil, I even hear from from ben and Kate is how do we facilitate better and deeper connections and people really are looking for that and that's fantastic because it no longer it's not IRL anymore right before we we're always like making excuse well you don't get a connection until you're in real life but now you can't be in real life so we have to get really creative with how we see connection and build connection
0: Right. And I mean, I think at the end of the day, this has definitely (laughs) shifted people's priority to Mm. connection, right? Like what matters in life, it's health and connection and the people in your life. Mm -hmm. And I think we have heard of so many people on the show, and I'm definitely guilty of this sometimes of like putting career first and putting like your own like self ahead of things. And I think for anyone that is single, it's definitely shedding to light that Maybe like you don't want to be alone for the rest of your life. Mm. And the, the, there is a value on partnership. There is a value of making room for another person in your life. And I think anyone that's in a couple is really confronting a lot of things in their own relationship mm-hmm. and figuring out how to navigate in a time where you're spending every waking moment with someone where that probably wasn't something you were doing before either. Right. It's it's quite the wake up call for all of us. Before it was kind of just
1: me against the world. And now it's coronavirus against all of us. And we're in this together. We're really waking up to this. And I really believe that we're going to come out really positive positively on the other end. And I look forward to all the great things that are about to happen and all the creativity that's about to happen.
0: I think everyone stay safe though. That's a priority. Even like the park date and even like all of that, it's just... Just don't right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think, guys, think about this. The more you go outside and interact with other people, the more we have to be under quarantine. So, how about we just do what they tell us to do right now? Be obedient, okay? And stay home and just be, and just self isolate. And this will all go a lot faster than we want it to. So, Let's just, let's just think about the, the bigger picture here. But Julie, you remember on uh, uh, this weekend when I went through my creative burst because I was a Molly. <laughs> so I wrote a poem and I would like to share it with you because I do think it completely summarizes how I feel right now. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is not the reaction I was hoping for. I mean, I'm so excited to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it was
1: the first piece of art I had made while I was tripping. So this is something I um I feel like it was definitely on my mind. So here it goes. Oh, isolation beyond control. Snap back, don't crack, steady, Freddy.
0: I have no words.
1: <laughs> Are you not snapping your fingers? Because I
0: am. I hear you like progressively getting louder to like get me to start doing. <laughs> if anyone wants an autograph version of UA's poem no i think
1: people need to send in their own poems this is your time to write poems come on people
0: oh goodness <laughs> It's going to be uh, interesting (laughs) what happens by week four of this, that's for sure. Yeah, by week four, I
1: will be a professional poet. Uh, Uh, Shall we wrap this
0: up? Let's wrap this up. (laughs) I think, yeah, everyone stay safe. Everyone do your part. Stay Stay dateable.
1: And six feet apart. (laughs) The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at dateablepodcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag stay dateable and trust us, we look at all of those posts.